0: Thank you for tuning in to the Taking Background podcast. This is a podcast about making a difference. And in this episode, we're going to talk about one of the best weapons in this culture war having family traditions. Let's go. Everyone, welcome to the Taking Background Podcast, where we equip men to be leaders in their life, their home, and their city, to leave a legacy and make a difference.
1: Making a difference every week.
0: So family traditions.
1: Family traditions are a beautiful thing.
0: Yeah? Yes.
1: What's we your have, favorite one we have that you guys few. have? So um, we have a lot during Christmas. Okay.
0: And Us too, I so, think. So
1: I think the entire month of December is a tradition. It's like chock full. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I would I would actually have to say um, probably the Saturday after Thanksgiving, I think, is when we go get our Christmas tree. We set them up at our oh, house.
0: You you guys are a real tree family. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah, us too. I don't want to do the fake. No.
1: Nothing it's, against it's people not that the get same, the fake trees. Uh, I love the smell. I
0: love the smell. Maybe a little bit against the people <laughs> that do the, the fake trees.
1: But there's something about going out into the woods, chopping down your tree, bringing it home, and we do it with um with my in-laws, my wife's parents. Mm-hmm. Um, so we set our tree up, wrap the lights, and then we go over to their house, set their tree up, wrap the lights, and then the girls do all the decorating while me while and my men. father-in-law watch Christmas Vacation. Oh, gosh. Don't judge me, those of you who don't like secular movies. I don't know. I'm just throwing that in there. Should it's a great movie. my
0: guy. I'm not going to lie. Are you for I know, real? I
1: know. I know.
0: Oh. I know. But I mean, I, I agree with you in speaking about like traditions and stuff though. Something that I really wanted to break and establish is uh, when I first met my wife, uh, it was, we started dating around like October. And so Ooh. I got to be kind of a part of some of those Christmas things that she yeah. first did. And I'm yeah. not even joking she had a fake tree that was all white with like pink ornaments on it.
1: (gasps) Careful now. She's going to listen to this. You need to
0: tread lightly. No, she, she, I have won her over. I am leading my household in in a godly way. There you go. Uh, And so when we got married, I, I mean, none of that was going to fly. And so we, uh, (laughs) I don't know why (laughs) (laughs) it was, it was bad. But, so we, we started getting our own real tree and stuff. Now it's become like this whole family tradition where we, we don't go out in the woods. We actually go to like one of the local tree farms in the area because we can get the hot cocoa, you know, kind of have the camaraderie, take down the tree. Uh, the kids love the tree shaker, you know, where oh, yeah. it like shakes all the needles off. What was that? <laughs> nice. Thank you. I appreciate you <laughs> indulging me there. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and I I just think that, like, that's just become this awesome, you know, tradition for us, too. Speaking of traditions, if you guys have a better tradition than us, please leave us a voicemail at 509-906-3122 or send us an email to takingbackgroundspokane at gmail.com. And as always, please like, share, get your friends to listen. You guys know what to do out there. Spread the word. So tonight I've actually got two Bible verses.
1: Woe,
0: Well, one of them is really short. Oh, okay, so oh, that's, that's yeah. So good. first one, Proverbs twenty-two six: Train up a child in the way he should go, even when he is old, he will not depart from it.
1: Ooh. And then like Deuteronomy. Oh, going all
0: Seven, not both. Of these are old. Well,
1: Testament. yeah, but I would. There's a little bit of difference between Proverbs, Old Testament, and like actual Deuteronomy, you know what I mean? Pentateuch, right? Moses. First part of the Bible.
0: Anyways, Deuteronomy (laughs) seven, nine through eleven. Know therefore that the Lord your God is God, the faithful God who keeps covenant and steadfast love with those who love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. And repays those to their face, those who hate him, by destroying them. He will not be slack with the one who hates him. He will repay him to his face. You shall therefore be careful to do the commandment and the statues and the
1: rules that I command you today. Wow. What? I just, I'm just reading. When you read verses like that, it makes you thankful for having Jesus. Yeah. I'm just saying.
0: It means you're on the right team.
1: So what we want to talk
0: about with like traditions tonight is like the goal that we have in building culture parenting wise is we need to be parenting with our great, great, great grandchildren in mind.
1: Yeah. Because as we have said multiple times, Mm -hmm. if you believed post-millennial, then you're looking to the future. Yeah. And we we believe that Jesus is King Mm -hmm.
0: and that his kingship will extend over all the earth and... He will have his way in history yeah. and he will rule and so um we haven't lost this culture war even if anything it feels like even it. though it might feel like it right now <laughs> in the West but we believe that that Jesus ultimately is going to prevail because he's king not just over heaven but he's king over heaven and, and earth. earth so um with that in mind in doing everything we can to think through how, are my decisions and choices today with how I'm leading my family going to impact my great, great, great grandchildren? Why do you think traditions are so important with doing that?
1: Well, I think traditions, I mean, if you just look at in my life, the traditions that I have, um, like the one that I just mentioned, Mm -hmm. my in-laws were doing that years before me. Mm -hmm. So then I became part of the family and now I'm going to carry that with my kids as soon as they're old enough, because obviously it's not exactly a kid's movie. So as soon as my kids are old enough, I mean, we're going to do the tree going to do all that. And it, Mm -hmm. and it is something that I hope that they grasp in their lives as this is really fun, no matter what age, Mm -hmm. and that this is something that I want to do with my kids. And that's, that's the whole premise around a tradition is something that's fun, not just for, you know, young kids are not just for teenagers or just for adults. It's something that spans every age range and it's something that everybody likes to do. Yeah. Well, and I think that traditions even become
0: more enjoyable when, once you're a parent.
1: Oh yeah. Actually,
0: because you're, you're watching
1: Christmas
0: is your son or your daughter, you know, uh, just be a part of this like family and do these awesome things. And I think that like traditions, what that has to do with like culture building is we're, setting ourselves apart from what others are doing and the traditions that we set and build should really extend the worldview that we have because christians like aren't these like dour boring (laughs) lame people might might say that about. I know, but that's <laughs> that's like a falsehood. It is like I mean, really, so. like when you think about who should be feasting and the most joyful people out there, it should be Christians because mm-hmm. Jesus is Lord over all, and He is as the Creator of everything in the universe. Like, has like created taste buds for food. Mm, He's created Dr Pepper. Nose olfactory glands is that what it is
1: <laughs> excuse me <laughs> for <laughs> smelling nosal factory the- <laughs> glands no it's olfactory olfactory see you say nose factory glands and saying, i'm gone well, well I,
0: I was trying to remember what what was actually the in actual the <laughs> yeah yeah for smelling all the the cinnamon and the oh yeah. the evergreen trees Pine. and stuff like that um God created us to experience all of that. And so like, we're not supposed to not like have joy or feasting or celebrations. And I mean, I think especially like in the, in the Christian tradition, like Christmas and Easter are two of the most important markers in the year to kind of build these traditions.
1: Yeah. As, as my, my personal family grew up, The time that we actually got together, Mm -hmm. um, because we weren't like this super close, tight-knit family like my entire growing up. So the times that we would get together and enjoy time with the family would be Easter and Christmas. And just because there was so much tradition even in my family around Christmas and Easter.
0: Yeah, and I think that culture knows how important these things are. I think there's a reason why uh, over the last 10, 15, 20 years, saying something like Merry Christmas whoa is offensive you said the whole word instead of like xmas yeah well i mean they don't even want you to say that they want you to say "Happy happy
1: holidays
0: or not even do anything at all just i mean secular humanism is like the worst enemy to the church and and literally what it means is that you're just a bag of protoplasm That Mm -hmm. is just stardust and that you have absolutely no meaning, nothing matters, do whatever Mm -hmm. you want. And Christianity is so antithetical to that. And saying something like Merry Christmas or Happy Easter, Jesus is risen is a declaration of the kingship of Jesus Mm -hmm. over everything. Merry Christmas. Jesus has come to the world as a little baby to be the king over all things and to usher in his kingdom. And culture knows this, and that's why like, it's so opposed to it. And so when we look at these two times in the year of being able to celebrate Christ's birth and celebrate his resurrection and give presents yeah. and have meals together and to celebrate Advent or to do an Easter egg hunt or all these things that that is a declaration to the world that Jesus is King. Yeah. So there's and something so more. if we instill those fun memories, you know, in our kids of coming downstairs and mom's already made this awesome breakfast and there's presents in their stockings and stuff like that. And we say a prayer honoring Jesus and thanking him for coming to the earth. Um, like those memories are gonna be like rooted yeah. in our kids, yeah. and they'll continue those traditions. So, I mean, with that, I mean we're we're talking a ton about Christmas and Easter, but those no, aren't the only other, those aren't the yeah. only things that we're talking about. I think it's super important to have regular rhythms in your family, like weekly, monthly, annually, man, daily, even
1: daily. Well. This is, this is a fun one mm-hmm. is uh, normally when we get together for dinner at night, one of the kids will pray. Mm-hmm. And so what's funny about my son, who's four now,
0: mm-hmm.
1: he essentially takes his bedtime prayer and then says, his in, it the dinner prayer. Yeah. Yeah. It has his whole bedtime prayer and bless my dreams and help me to sleep good. And oh yeah. Bless the food.
0: <laughs> Amen. <laughs>
1: But it's that's a tradition funny. of praying. I mean, you do, it's, you know,
0: and I think that yeah. like some people are like, I don't want my kids to do those canned prayers because I want them yeah. to like be able to talk to Jesus. Yeah. And, and I think Express that themselves. that that's an important thing, but I love the canned prayers oh, for like the tradition we've been having our kids actually sing doxology as their dinner prayer lately.
1: Ugh, solid dude, yeah, bust you know, it out. Praise God from
0: whom all blessings flow. You know that one, keep going. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him, above ye heavenly hosts. Praise Father, Son, and Holy.
1: Ghost. oh, oh man. yeah oh, man. punched it <laughs> yeah. nailed it okay sorry there's a reason Keeps why going. they
0: lock you in a drum cage on the worship team right? and don't give man, you a microphone i've been you know? asking for a mic for years yeah uh, i don't think it's gonna uh, happen someday but um in doing that like it it kind of increases that rote memory yeah And you instill those things like in your kid's brain. And and it's important for like, when we talk about like a lot of these traditions that we don't, it doesn't become a hollow tradition or ritual that it, it, the heart behind it stays in it. And and I think that's challenging, you know, for parents to do.
1: Yeah. And especially making sure that the meaning behind it Mm -hmm. gets rooted, that it's not just, something you're singing every night or not just a prayer that you just keep repeating over and over again. Yeah. Um,
0: but the, they understand like the purpose in it and, and yeah, I think that's huge. I know that like, you know, talking about like the prayers that we say or like the devotional time, you know, we do with our kids, those are important, like daily rhythms. I think like weekly ones, uh, our family has been really trying to do a weekly Sabbath Mm -hmm. time where we take like Friday night through Sunday night And no work, you know, it's just focused on making memories together. And I think that that's huge because we can get really busy during the week um, and we don't prioritize each other enough. And so, like, having that, you know, I'm hoping that I instill in my kids the importance of Sabbath. Yeah. You know? Rest. Yeah. I mean, monthly ones— you know, just, I think that it would be huge for families to do, like, something special each month with their mm-hmm. kids and instill, like, these, like, rhythms and, like, annual things. Like, maybe you guys have, like, an annual camping trip that you guys always yeah. do or oh. or different things like that. We do. And, That's and weird. you do have an annual
1: camping trip? Yeah. Yeah. Fishing trip every year at the beginning of May. Okay. Mother's Day weekend. There you go. The whole family Sun Lakes Resort, if you guys want to go. It's amazing fishing derby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> If nice, more people show nice up to your fishing there.
0: spot, though, that might kind of ruin. Well, your, they normally
1: sell out. Chances. And it's, yeah, it's, there's a lot of people down there, but it's super fun.
0: Yeah. And I think like the whole purpose in that is to have these excuses almost to prioritize family. Yeah. And to prioritize family in a way that's perpetuating the Christian worldview in them. And in instilling these like regular things and creating these habits, you know, like we've talked about like in other episodes mm-hmm. that it will hopefully instill them enough in our kids that they'll pass it on to their kids. And, th- and that's our goal. Like how-, how do you think like these traditions that we're setting today, you know, impact our great, great, great grandchildren. Yeah.
1: And trying to make them something that will spread across mm-hmm. that whole landscape and, I mean, it's not going to be an easy thing to do, especially with as much as culture's changing, he's been mm-hmm. as we've been alive. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that um, if you make it fun, that there's emotion in it, and that your kids understand and your family, your wife understands why you're actually doing this. Yeah. I mean, that'd be huge.
0: Yeah. I think like back to when I was a kid and the things that my family did that were good and christ-honoring like my family really prioritized being in church you know so talking about like a, a weekly, a weekly yeah. rhythm you know we and not to say that we were there every sunday but i mean probably most you know, of them f- five out of six you know or more sundays out of the year um that would that would be where we would be yeah and so like to me now it's weird to be, I'd like, we'll go on vacation even, and if we're out of town, then we might go to church at another church, yeah, you know, because, like, going on a Sunday has been ingrained in me. Yeah. And my hope is that that would be passed on to my kids and that they would pass it on to their kids, you know?
1: Yeah, and that, I know we always say that, or Christians always say, you know, church, 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 and it's not necessarily the pinnacle, but it's one thing that you can do weekly. hmm that is so beneficial, yeah. Just to show like doing, your family doing it in
0: such a way that it's not like empty and hollow,
1: yeah. You actually know, like, engaging in it,
0: yeah. And I think that, like, so often parents can kind of miss the point when they engage in it, but they see the hypocrisy, you know, you know, in their parents, yeah. And that's when some of these traditions that we're trying to instill, I think, can be like almost detrimental to what we're trying to do yeah so i mean how do you think a parent can keep that from happening you know where these things just become these hollow empty you know rituals
1: making sure that i would say for me is making sure my kids understand um why we're going to church understand why you know we we read um luke when he talks about the birth of Jesus Mm -hmm. and understanding why. Or watch Charlie Brown episodes. Or watch Charlie Brown. Yeah.
0: (laughs) No, I think a dad should be reading that to his kids.
1: Well, yeah. But uh, all that to say is you have to have your kids understand why. Because if it, especially with church, Mm -hmm. it can be very much, especially when they get into their, I know for me personally, middle school and like the first part of high school, church was awful. Just sitting in, mm-hmm. I, we call it big church, sitting in big church with the senior pastor. And it was just like, oh my goodness, mm-hmm. just prayed for the Sunday when your youth pastor got mm-hmm. to got to bring the message. Mm-hmm. But it was so just what, oh, it drug on, but I didn't have anybody telling me, okay, well, this is no, why we're doing it. Your
0: parents it. weren't reinforcing. Oh, absolutely yeah. not.
1: There was no, why, why are we doing this? what is the benefit that comes from it. Mm-hmm. And then actually talking about the sermon and how it applies to even a middle schooler's life or yeah. you know, a young young kid's life. Yeah. And making sure that they understand what you as an adult is understanding and how you're getting fed each yeah. Sunday. Yeah. And I think, I mean,
0: going back to like that Bible verse that we started with, you know, train up a child in the way that they should go. Mm-hmm. I think what we're talking about in these traditions isn't just these pointless things, but it's like kind of a parenting with purpose thing. And mm-hmm. that you're trying to set up these daily, weekly, monthly, annual, you know, rhythms, you know, in, in your family's life. and And that is the most effective way to impart these values. Yeah. And especially, like, around Christmas and Easter, you know, where these are these, like, huge fundamental parts of the Christian calendar that there's so much, like, content to, you know, that that you can do as far as making, you know, memories mm-hmm. with your kids. And so you can't expect in parenting that a lot of these things we're trying to impart with a Christian worldview to our kids happen accidentally. <sighs> or you, yeah. you can't expect them to just know yep. or glean these things and so um i think like as a dad you know it's even important to not be lazy and just kind of let your wife you know kind of yeah. do everything i think that um dad should be like captain fun yeah you know <laughs> for these things <laughs> yeah i think if i know that like this movie like doesn't like portray like any of you know, the values that you know that we have but there's that uh, movie I think it was like Captain Fantastic or something with like Viggo Mortensen and his kids and like the dad was just fun yeah you know and would take like the kids on these awesome adventures and stuff and and that's something that I even struggle with so this is talking to myself personally where I can be prone to be the one that because I have an awesome wife that like does
1: above and beyond everything yeah. above and
0: beyond. And so it would be easy for me to kind of just like sit back and let her do it. Yeah. Um, but I need to be the one that's making the memories,
1: yep. you know, with the or
0: kids p- and leading these things, adding to it or adding to it. It's yeah. good to have
1: both parents creating oh, memories, totally. but totally making sure that dad is leading in yeah. some of I'm those. I'm just trying
0: to say that dad isn't like checked out yeah. completely in some of these things. And just being intentional so i mean it's crazy you look at um oh i'll have to find it here on the internet so like jonathan edwards who was a puritan pastor um, he was pure prayed for his great 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 grandchildren
1: and and there's literally there should be some great 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 grandkids of his right now. Yeah. Right?
0: Well, here's here's what I'm getting <laughs> at. So like multi generational legacies.
1: Ooh. How's the internet? So he's, at the farm? He,
0: yeah. <laughs> it is testing it. Not doing too bad. So he he lived and you know in the early 1700s, <laughs> and him being intentional and praying for his great 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 grandkids and all these things. Like his legacy includes. One U.S. vice president, Whoa. one dean of a law school, one dean of a medical school, three U.S. senators, three governors, three mayors, 13 college presidents, 30 judges, 60 doctors, 65 professors, 75 military officers, 80 public office holders, 100 lawyers, 100 clergymen, and 285 college graduates. Like Whoa. going down to like his great, 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 great grandkids. And it's interesting because there was another guy that this study was looking at, um, Max Jukes. And he was mm-hmm. a... Max Jukes. <laughs> and he was kind of a drunkard and a criminal. And his family oh, like just sad. had brokenness in it. Yeah. And his se- descendants include seven murderers, 60 thieves, 190 prostitutes, hundred and fifty other convicts, three hundred and ten paupers, and four hundred and forty people who were physically wrecked by addiction to alcohol. Of the twelve hundred descendants that were studied, three hundred died prematurely. Oh wow. And these are like two like really like
1: Opposite stark ends of the spectrum. examples.
0: Opposite. But ends. the point is we want our families to have a legacy. And when we think of our city that we're trying to make a difference in, when we think of it 150 years from now, like what do we want that to look like? And if we we have these families that have like two, three, four, five kids who are going to get married and each of them have two, three, four, five kids, Mm -hmm. what kind of traditions do we want to perpetuate? Do we want to perpetuate alcoholism? Do we want to perpetuate laziness? Do we want to perpetuate um, apathy? Or do we want to perpetuate diligence, Christ-honoring behavior, being active, being involved in our families, being the best dad that we can be, and doing so that our kids... Our sons want to be the best dads, that our daughters marry the kind of men like us, Yeah, you know, and continue this legacy that honors Jesus. And that's the power of tradition. So I think it's like important for all of us to ask ourselves, what kind of legacy do we want to have? Mm-hmm. And how do we get there and sure. think through these things?
1: Man. That's good stuff. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I like that ending. That was good, John.
0: Yeah. So thank you for listening. It's time to regain the initiative and make a difference in your life, your home, and your city. Let's take that ground.
1: Yeah.